What's up, everyone? Four Winds in June. We're back here on a nice Friday morning here from Utah. We have a special day today. I'll let Corey announce yeah. whose birthday it is. Happy birthday to the my favorite player of all time, Kevin Garnett. Um, what a legend. There's never going to be another Kevin Garnett. Impacted the floor on both ends, DPOI, MVP, all of the above, and was, in my opinion, the best trash talker to ever live. He would go on the court, and there was no boundaries. He would call everything out. And sometimes I wish you had more players in that league who just did not care and was able to fire up everyone. Everyone on the team needs a KG. They want a KG, and I bet they wish he was still in the league. That's true. I think one one, uh, memory I have is him off the court when he's watching, I think it's the Pelicans, and he's he's pretty close to, like, the the sideline, and Eric Gordon goes for, like, a mid-range shot, and he misses it, and KG, like, the... (laughs) The phone pans to KG, and he's like, trash, eh? (laughs) It's a pretty viral video, but... He's a funny guy. He is. He has no filter sometimes. So if you're ever bored and you want to watch some good basketball, go watch some Kevin Garnett highlights. Happy birthday to Kevin. Well, legend. Hall of Famer. Uh, Nothing more you can say. He's the GOAT. For sure. Yeah. Celtics legend right there. Yes, sir. Uh, In other news, we have uh, reports of James Harden on the move. Uh, could be going back to the Rockets, uh, stay with the Sixers. What what should happen? Do the Sixers even want yeah. him back? So, like, these type of reports have been going on all season. They kind of just sprinkle, like, oh, if the Sixers don't win at all, he could go back to Houston. So, like, it's nothing new. But I, I think, I don't know, it's different perspectives, obviously, from the Sixers and the Rockets. I doubt there's any other teams. I don't know, maybe the Suns were mentioned. But that wouldn't really make any sense because you have to probably trade Chris Paul for James Harden. And that feels like a net neutral trade rather than an improvement. But I think with the Rockets, it kind of feels like we have the cap space. We might as well use it and bring in someone who loves the organization, loves the city, who can sell tickets and be paired with. Uh, I, I bet they're hoping with Victor Wembanyama, but instead they'll get probably the Thompson twin um, at number four. And Ime Udoka. You know, I could see Ime Udoka and James Harden getting along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and they're the pieces that they already have, uh, with like Kenyon Martin and who is it? Uh, Jalen Green. Jalen Green. And Jabari Smith Jr. Jamari Smith. So, like. And they, now from Sengun. Don't forget about the GOAT. Sengun. Dude, the Sengun shake. Yes, sir. <laughs> Underrated. But, uh, you know, they need a leader. Uh, they need a leader. They need a vet. So, that would make sense for yeah. Houston. Would it make sense for Harden? That's the thing. Yeah. Um, it depends what he's trying to do. Is he trying to win a championship? Is he trying to, you know, be a leader? Just, we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, if he's trying to win a championship, neither of those teams. Yeah, if he's trying to win a championship, I'll go probably Golden State, honestly. Yeah. Go play Steph Curry. Like, <laughs> that'd be easiest game in all time. Like, I can understand why Kevin Durant went there. Like, I would love to play a Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, but Or Lakers. Uh, you get a lot more fouls that's true yeah but oh that would be dangerous yeah i don't don't know about the the sixers though like who if he just walks like you can't replace him you don't have the money because you have tyrese max you have to resign you have uh, joel and beat on master contract Tobias harris on match master contract so if he just walks like and you don't get anything back in return like are the sixers good enough then to compete is like losing him like addition by subtraction or what? It, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think 
losing him definitely if you don't get anything in return that sucks like you're not a like you're not even a I'd say you're like a low playoff team but like oh they're a playoff team with Joel Embiid with Joel Embiid but still like if you're a first round exit every year like you need another star yeah I mean Joel Embiid definitely does and they obviously have made it out of second round in a while but they've been close I mean this year they probably should have made it out to the conference finals that they should have made it uh, the Kawhi year. And honestly, if they if Kawhi doesn't hit that shot, they probably go on and beat you guys. If the same things happen. That's true, yeah. And Clay tears his ACL and Kevin Durant, um, Kevin Durant tears his Achilles, I think the Sixers win that series. And then we're looking at a completely different NBA world where Ben Simmons is a champion and That's he has a ring with Philly and he's probably still there. And who knows what happens at that point. I mean, that was probably their best chance with Simmons mm-hmm. and and – Embiid, White Harden wasn't there. No, so, Harden was still in Houston. Yeah, so I mean, and honestly, like I feel like Simmons, if yeah, Simmons is a whole another thing. But if he didn't like forget how to play basketball, <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, then they would have won with Harden. Yeah, like or like well, they wouldn't have had to have Harden. But um, yeah, so. I don't know. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot there. of what ifs. We could do an entire episode, honestly, yeah. about the greatest what ifs in NBA history. Yeah, but there's a lot. We want to get into the playoffs. We had a great game last night. The Nuggets came back. Yes, sir. They Mile high, their baby. Home court. It's not not so fun, LeBron. Is it? <laughs> uh, I think that was the first game where I've seen like LeBron age. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you could see it as down the stretch. But it was surprising, like the way he was aging. Like, I don't know if he was necessarily, like, physically aging. Like, obviously, he has that layup that he blundered. Like, that was like, oh, wow, he's old. But, like, it was mentally aging, honestly. Like, he just made some dumb mistakes down the stretch. And I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, when you're down six points with 12 seconds left, why are you taking contested twos when you have a wide open three? Like, I understand you're 0 for 5 for the night, but you just need to take threes to get back in the game. Mm-hmm. You or need he, to. Or the threes he was taking, they were like, they were terrible. Yeah, it's like he got that steal on Nikola Jokic and he literally just had a wide open three, but decided to drive it in on Jamal Murray. And by that time, he, the Jamal Murray slowed him down enough that I think it was like KCP was able to get back and block the shot. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just, I, I don't understand his decision making down the stretch. Yeah, it was it was kind of questionable. It, I Whenever I see him settle for a three, it's just, I mean, he, he needs to take the open ones. Yeah. But, the ones where he just walks it up and then, like, five seconds into the, like, past half court yeah, just pulls up. It's like, you're not making that. Like, mm-hmm. work the ball around. Or if you're going to do that, drive. So that's the first time I've kind of seen LeBron kind of, I guess, give up or, I don't know, like, age or just fatigue. I don't know what it was, but it was different than the LeBron we see. Yeah. I, I mean, I still think back to the – 2018 finals run where he just dominated everyone by himself. No Kyrie, no Kevin Love pretty much. He just dominated. He was a physically dominant force, and that that just isn't the LeBron we're watching anymore. For sure. Just sad. But enough talking about the Lakers. I know, like Jamal Murray said, when they lose the game, they still get talked about. When the Nuggets win, they don't get talked about. So let's talk about the Nuggets. True. Give them their respect. Yes. Now, I will say, Nuggets fans, I'm with you. I'm hype. I'm excited. But don't get too excited because the series doesn't start until the home team loses. Exactly. You guys did what you were supposed to do. L.A. still hasn't lost at home. 
So you guys got to go in there and win a game and go up 3-1, 3-0, whatever you guys need to do. But don't get too excited. The series isn't over. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the Nuggets and Jamal Murray, that was a master class of the fourth quarter. Oh, wow. He outscored the entire Lakers team by himself. Mm-hmm. And I I always say with Jamal Murray, he's one of those guys where you just need one and it, it and it goes in and then he's on fire. Yeah. Like I was saying that throughout the whole game watching it yesterday and then after like the post game, Mike Malone says, "Yeah, he's one of those guys you just need one." And so I was like, "Hey, I should be a coach too." <laughs> but but him like Clay's on that level, Damian Lillard, Steph, mm-hmm. like all these guys, they just need to see one go in and it's trouble, and Jamal Murray is definitely yeah. on that tier now. Yeah, he's oh, he's been a beast this whole playoff run. Shutting down the bubble Murray talk is just healthy Murray, as he says. Um, but I want to give more flowers to Nikola Jokic. He is insane. Like everyone's talking about Jimmy Butler's playoff run. He's talking about Devin Booker's playoff run, and not many people are talking about the absolutely insane stats that Nikola Jokic is putting up. Homie lost the MVP race and said, I don't care. I'm going to dominate. Yeah. Like, this is maybe one of the best player fronts I've ever seen. And if you watch him play, there's no way you can say that he's stat padding or anything no. like that. It it just happens. It's, it's just a beautiful him. game. Like, there is very few things that is more aesthetically pleasing than watching Nikola Jokic on offense. Yeah. He reads the defense like no one else. He threads the needle. He's so smart. It's insane what he's able to do on the court. And in the fast break, like, when he handles the ball, it's yeah. kind of goofy him running up the court. But, oh, he looks goofy as fetch. But <laughs> but his, like, yeah, his decision-making, it's like he's always in the score. Like, yeah. no matter what, it's going to be him. Another, It's going to be a pass. Like, fast break with Jokic, watch out. It's crazy. He's so good. He should have won the MVP. It's clear. But... I I don't think he cares about the MVP. Like he said, like he genuinely doesn't care. He all he cares about is winning, because I think he's heard all that chatter saying, "Oh, you're an MVP, but you don't keep losing in the first round or second round." He's like, "I bet," and like, I don't care about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so. and their role players like Bruce Brown and Caldwell Pope, like yeah, they they are always on. Like I think there's been one game where they've been off, and it was like. In, in Phoenix when like Booker and Durant were yeah, they dropped 89 <laughs> yeah so it's like those two man like great pickups the oh yeah I've been saying that since day one with yeah. Bruce Brown I thought that was the signing of the offseason like that was such a massive pickup and he's been so good for the team mm-hmm. and he has uh, sneaky hops too it's, yes sir it's pretty crazy he can get up yeah him but, and D'Lo were chirping at it back and forth last yeah. night. it was pretty fun to watch also, I give some shout outs and flowers to Michael Porter Jr. Absolute beast. He kind of became underrated this year. I feel like because he missed most of last year and kept people kind of forgot. And they looked at his contract and said, "Wow, you guys gave this guy the max contract," but he's sh- showing up right now. Yeah, for he's sure. He's shooting the ball so well. He's looking like a mini Kevin Durant, like people thought he was going to be. He's insane. And he's playing good def- defense too. Yeah. Well, he's six ten and. He jumps high when he shoots it, yeah. so it's like when he's releasing it, it's probably like at seven four, like probably higher, honestly. Yeah, so it's like good luck contesting that. Like even if you're in his face, that's yeah. why every time he shoots, like even though it could be like a defender's right there, it's a good shot for him because no one like no nothing's blocking his vision. Yeah. I think people underestimate how athletic these guys are. Like how much separation they're able to make, mm-hmm. like. 
Michael Porter Jr. is probably releasing that ball at around nine feet high, I think. I would say. Really? Like, there is a picture of Jason Tatum releasing the ball where he literally, like, his eye level was higher than the dude jumping in his hand. Like, it was insane. Like, he probably released it probably close to the rim. That's crazy. And, like, if you're able to do that, like, it makes basketball so much easier and so much harder to guard. Yeah. So these few people who are athletic enough to get that separation, it's crazy. Michael Porter Jr. is one of them. Yeah. So – they're just they're just a great team, and so far so good for them. Like we said, we they have to go back into crypto, yeah. not Staples, Staples Center, but uh, <laughs> they have to go back to LA and get get a dub on the road for them to you know be in a good position. Yeah. And if they do, it, I think it's five games. I think if they steal one, they're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna lose it in Denver. That'd be insane. But all I'm saying is there's no Scott Foster tonight, so I bet Scott Foster shows up in L.A. tomorrow. Um, get done what Tony Brothers couldn't do in, in Denver. Yeah, I mean, and let's let's talk about that real quick, the refs. Um, I saw this post on, on Twitter by the Lake Show, yo, or whatever. <laughs> I always the see The most this. infamous Laker fan on Twitter. Yeah, and he he's has, actually a pretty funny follow. Like, I follow him. Like, yeah. I recommend following him. He's a funny guy. But – he had some wild tweets. Yeah, he had one where he had the the refs from last night all with the little Nuggets logo on their shirts and was like, I'm going to investigate the league. And it's like, <laughs> Corey, Corey, I want you to say your quote. Yeah, so I he sent me that tweet, and I was like, wow, you know it's bad when the Lakers fans complain about the refs. Don't they know the, not to bite the hand that feeds them? <laughs> yeah, so – so, uh, yeah, I don't know, delusional Lakers fans, what you're smoking. but Yeah, and then we got Jeremy Sochan on Twitter. You see that? Yeah, yeah. The- I, I don't know why he's doing this. I guess he's all confident. Now he's got Victor Webinyama to steal his role in the team. Yeah. But he just calls out King James on Twitter. He says, that, uh, he says I don't know why King, in apostrophes, James is flopping so much. Yeah, that was crazy. I That sequence, he, he flops to the sideline and then – it was hilarious because the next play, Jokic got like kind of under him and just fell down, <laughs> and, then he, and then he got a call for him. So I was no like, way. Jokic stole a page out of uh, La Flop there. Yeah, but the I guess the Lakers don't teach flopping because they already know. They already know. It's come naturally. Yeah, it's just <laughs> they don't you need, need to teach what you know. Yeah, yeah. it's also, intuition. I don't like the the Rui Hachimura comments at halftime. That I, I feel like that was just stupid. Yeah. Like he just poked the bear at halftime. They were playing well. They're up at half, and he comes down to halftime report and says, "Yeah, we're trying to drive in the rim because they don't have rim protection." It's like, wh- why are you calling out their best player? Like, why are you calling out Nikola Jokic at halftime? Yeah. Say that at the end of the game. Say that when you win. Why at halftime? Yeah, that was a little interesting. I don't know if he like did it on purpose or not because like I don't English it was is definitely a second on purpose. language, but yeah. <laughs> Don't you don't want to do that to great players like we've seen? Yeah, um, Dylan Brooks knows all too well. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> the, well, the whole Grizzlies do. <laughs> yeah, every time they talk. But yeah, Dylan Brooks for sure. So, like we said, Nuggets game game three will be uh, Sunday, Saturday, or, today, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. It's yeah. every other day. Okay, every other day. So quick turnaround back yeah. to the. Which I gotta say, shout out, I'm Silver. Great scheduling for the conference finals. Every other day, 8.30 p.m. Eastern start time is a great time, especially yeah. at w- here at West. 6.30 start is amazing. I love it. But just amazing. TNT, consistent for the East Co- Eastern Conference. ESPN for the Western Conference. 
So great scheduling there. Yeah, you're lucky you guys get TNT. Hey, we had to suffer with Doris for the whole series. I, I we suffered enough. Yeah, yeah. And now you get Kevin Harlan. Yeah, <laughs> he's a flamethrower. Anyway, speaking of uh, the Celtics, they have a big game tonight. Yeah, honestly, like. I know everyone is expecting me to come on here and talk about game one and be like, oh, I was pissed at them. But, like, I was texting my buddy last night. I was like, I, I feel like I'm kind of just numb to the Celtics team at this point. Like, it's so annoying. Like, they just repeat time and time again. They play bad. They say, okay, we need to lock in. And they play amazing. And then they say, okay, we need to keep that momentum. And they say, we're going to, we're locked in the practice. We're going to not, it's not going to happen again. And then guess what? It happens again. And they suck. And they just repeat the cycle of just sucking. And they're telling us, we don't know why it happens again. It's like, maybe you're not as serious as you think you are. Like, the Celtics are, if they can focus in, I don't think anyone could beat them. They could probably sweep anyone left in the playoffs, if I'm being honest. They yeah. have enough talent there. I truly believe that. But, they just, like, as a Celtics fan, you can. there's half the group that are saying, like, Oh, we'll have the Jimmy Butler game. We'll lose. Or we'll lose when Bam Adebayo goes crazy. We'll lose when the role players are hitting. And like I'm like, we can win all those games. We should have won that game when they were shooting 50 percent from three. We should have won that game, game one. But the only team that's going to beat the Celtics is the Celtics, and they just find ways, dumb ways to lose. Like letting your opponent outscore you by 20 points in the third. Like how does that happen? Yeah, I mean you're definitely right. They're they have so much talent and depth and. Uh, you know, chemistry. They've been playing for a while, and yeah. they made the finals last year. And I, I mean, I'm not surprised. You know, they'll probably make it again, even though they're down yeah. one. But yeah, the the Celtics. They, I feel like they just need the pressure. Uh, they need to feel that, and then they perform. So right now, they're under pressure, and I have no doubt that they'll, you know, come out. Yeah, I feel like it'll be a blowout this one, just yeah. like the the Sixers. Like the last two off seasons. When they lose game one, they win game two by like a margin of like plus like thirty something. Yeah, like so they always blow them out in game two. So if you're a Celtics fan and you're in Boston, don't go to game one. Go to game two because you'll I mean, see a win. It felt like no one was in game one. The Garden was quiet. Yeah. Jalen Brown will call him out again. They, they they need to get loud. And it's, it's a Friday night, so hopefully there's more people there. Um, they can get lit. They get rowdy um, for game two tonight. But it is interesting though, like. Uh, game two, first of all, fetch YouTube TV. Kind of screwed me on that one. Uh, it, I wasn't able to watch the third quarter. Maybe they are protecting me from how bad it was, but uh, it seemed like everyone was having problems with YouTube TV watching the game. Okay. So you need to do better uh, so you can watch the Celtics get blown out. But as I was <laughs> going to say, the it was the exact same thing that happened last year with game one against the Heat. The Celtics won game quarters one, two, and four by a combined total of 14 points. And they lose game th quarter three by 20 points. Mm -hmm. So all these tweets that people are saying, like, I have to double-check the date. See, this is from last year because it's the same fetching thing that happened. And so it's just, I don't know if it's scripted or not, but the, it seems a little scripted. Yeah, I mean, I saw the script. That yeah, you see that script leak? The battle for the 18. <laughs> yeah, the... There's this quote-unquote script leak that went around saying that the Lakers were going to win in six and the Celtics were going to beat the Heat in seven and then the Lakers-Celtics finals were going to go to seven games and LeBron was going to drop 53 in the win in game seven. It was just so much BS made by a Lakers fan. Yeah. And you know how I know it's BS? is because it says it goes to game seven 
and Game 7 would be in Boston. But it says that they need to load the trophy into the Crypto.com Arena before Game 7. So they they got caught slacking. Got slacking. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm on to you, script uh, fake script writers. <laughs> but anyway, hopefully the script ain't true. At least for half of the team, you know, or one team. You know which team that is. Lakers aren't winning four in a row, <laughs> so we know that's not true. <laughs> but um, anyway, that we'll look forward to that tonight and then yeah. uh, tomorrow. So it should be a good weekend. Yeah. And then they're on Sunday as well. Yeah. So, yeah, every back and forth. Uh, we wanted to do this next little segment. Oh, a fun questionnaire, you know. You know, we have uh, three questions. One of them is the superstition. Is there superstition yeah. in the playoffs? I think there's definitely superstition with, like, players and things like that. I think um, they have the routine. They have what they eat before games. They have what they they wear, and they're like, oh, I wear this fit, and they got blown out. I'm not wearing that again. Or what they do, like what shoot-around they do, how much work they do, um, maybe who's at the game. And, you know, I think there's a lot of superstition. I think it bleeds over to the fans as well. Like, I have superstition, like where I watch games. It feels like every time I watch a game at Danon's place, the Celtics lose in overtime, and it's just painful to watch. Um, but then I, when I watch the game at Buddy's house, like I've watched three Celtics games there, and – and Jason Tatum has averaged, like, 45 points a game. So, like, I think there is a little superstition. So that's why you've been watching him. No. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's superstition. Um, but, and it's also, like, what jersey you wear. Like, if we're talking to Dana, that's like, he true. has to figure out what record his jersey has. Like, I was wearing my Jason Tatum City Edition jersey, and they were getting blown out. And I switched to my Grant Williams jersey, and Jason Tatum starts popping off. So I'm like, well, I guess I can't wear the Jason Tatum jersey anymore. Yeah. So I think there is superstition on, on every level. I'm gonna have to get a a Chinese pool jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, well, I think that one's been pretty good for me. But <laughs> anyway, I I do think there's superstition too. Like players do stuff, they write stuff on their shoes, or I know Jokic puts his ring on his shoe. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I remember the great Isaiah Thomas, not the uh, old school Isaiah Thomas, the new school, the Celtics legend, it four. <laughs> Um, but one game he kind of just sucked in the first half, and they came out with a – in the second half he switched his shoes, and he dropped like 30 points in the second half. Mm-hmm. And he then the interview said, why did you change shoes? Says, oh, those first pair didn't have buckets in them. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's shoes. Superstition. But they didn't have buckets in them. That's the true. second pair had buckets. You know, sometimes you can't explain it. Yeah. So may- maybe Jamal did something in the – yeah, quarter. maybe he switches up at halftime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's definitely superstition. Uh, next one is I want to do a little. This one's kind of funny. So um, it's top five spaz players in the NBA. So like spastic could be like mostly like like dribbling, like throwing it away, kind of like you know 100 percent, and then. Just wild stuff that you see from yeah. players and the most of. So I'll start it off because, you know, the one that comes to mind I've described is uh, Westbrook. Uh, he's, you know, he's a great player. But, you know, on the court he just looks a little spastic sometimes. He'll put his head down 100%, drive to the basket and just throw up a shot or something. So sometimes it'll go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, like, he'll throw it off the, you know, side bank shot off the top of the backboard or some of his passes and stuff like that. So that's that's one. Yeah, the first clip that came name that came to my mind was a uh, good old Kyle Lowry. 
I think Kyle Lowry's a little spastic on the court sometimes. He r- runs around. He tra- takes charges or flops a lot. He puts him some wild shots, and he just tries to do a little too much sometimes. He's a little short guy, so he's a little funny watching him run around. But uh, the first thing that came out was Kyle Lowry. Yeah, it's a good one. Another one uh, is Damian Lee. Uh, D. Lee, as they call him. He's kind of a spaz. Uh, he'll get in the game, and he thinks he's the best player on the court, and he'll shoot away. And he This season, he did pretty good uh, with the chances he had. I was surprised they didn't put him in the, the playoff rotation. Uh, at least for some offense, looking for offense besides you know, T.J. Warren and Terrence Ross. I think D. Lee has a little more upside. But uh, I, I th- feel like he's kind of a spastic player when it comes to things. Yeah. I'm actually going to go to one of Damian Lee's teammates. I'm going to go campaign. Ooh, campaign before one. game six against the Nuggets where he went off. Like 90% of his highlight tape was him dancing. <laughs> like him dancing on the court of the fan, he's dancing with Westbrook. Like he's just there to have a good time, not a long time. He has the ugliest shot form in the league. His toes are facing the other way. Like it's just, it's just weird to watch it, but like it's funny. Yeah, and like he's all over the place. <laughs> and then we have one last one, and this one goes back to kind of me growing up, but. Uh, it's Robin Lopez. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's he's a spaz. Uh, he he looks like Zeus, like we call him Zeus, the Greek god, because uh, he's just like his hair and everything. But his free throws, he was kind of spaz. But um, yeah, that I'd say Robin Lopez. And same on that level, we'll add one more is uh, Anderson Verizhao. Oh my same gosh, same kind of thing. What a legend it is, Verizhao. There's a the video of, of Verizhao. It's in the finals of Kevin Love, like, going, you know, into the basket. And it kind of, like, it doesn't shove him, really. He just puts some body into him. And Verizhao, like, flops, like, steps back and waves his arms. Yeah. St- and then they, they did uh, Footloose, the song, to it. Yeah. <laughs> back and forth. It was hilarious. hilarious. But anyway, that, that was kind of fun. Uh, spaz players. And then the last one is... Five players uh, you would like to spend the day with. So you want to start it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I bet you could expect this big, but I would love to spend a day with Jason Tatum. Yeah. Like, spending a day with him and Deuce and his family, and, like, I, they just seem such genuine people. So nice, and that St. Louis culture is so dope. Love to maybe go tour his hometown, get some good little St. Louis food. It'd be super fun. Yeah, that's a good one. And then I'll, I'll pick Steph because, you know, Saw that coming. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to, you know, wake up early, go get a round of 18 of golf with him in, and then yeah. come back home for some Aisha, you know, Dude, brunch. she can't cook. She, she can. She can. She Uber Eats. She can't <laughs> cook. <laughs> well, we'll have her Uber Eats then. <laughs> and then hang out with the, the kids, and then, you know, shoot some threes after. It would be fun. It would be a yeah. fun day. Yeah, um, for my next pick, I don't think Danny's going to expect this one. I would love to spend the day with LeBron. I think that would be a fantastic day. Because, like, his whole family's hilarious. Zuri's a little pop star in the making. Uh, Bryce and Bronny are up-and-coming stars in the NBA. It just seems like they have a fun time in the James house. I would love to just hang out, kind of get the vibe, kind of see what LeBron is like on the outside, like uh, off the court. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that is a good one. You're in L.A. too. Yeah. 
everyone. But uh, my next one will be uh, Luca. I mm. think it would be fun to to hang out with him in Slovenia, uh, <laughs> with his buddies, with his horses. Yeah. Uh, on his farm, play some basketball. He maybe could teach me some something. Uh, don't uh, hookah Doncic. We don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, we avoid that. But he's a funny guy, and he's you know he has a YouTube channel too. No way. Yeah. He uh, guest starred on Dude Perfect, and he started a YouTube channel. Dang. So yeah, might do that too. But. Yeah. Yeah, but for my last pick, <clears throat> I know I'm just going kind of basic, but like it'd be fun. Is it's Giannis? Yeah. I would love to spend the day with Giannis. He's hilarious off the court. Like, just do some different American things with him. Get his reaction. Like, the funniest videos is one is when he found out about milk and Oreos. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just mind blown at that. <laughs> so, like, I feel like it'd be hilarious just to try different American things with him. Yeah, no, I agree. There was, like, a video of him yesterday at Panda Express. He was like, they didn't have enough teriyaki chicken in my bowl. But <laughs> <laughs> He's just a funny guy. Yeah, it would be fun to hang out with him. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of a little fun fun segment there but we'll get into the last part of course our bets uh we have one game and Corey is still yeah. the the reigning well winner, we so. washed last time so but it carries to you yeah. so and it's only one game and it's your team and it's my game but the celtics are nine point favorites which is crazy the script it's insane that's a high obviously i'm gonna take the celtics because i don't want to cheer against the celtics but oh, wow that's a lot of points. <laughs> they, I mean, Vegas knows, so they know the game they twos know. for the Celtics yeah, somehow. So put all your money on them tonight because it's going to be like twenty or thirty, maybe, or they're going to win by one just to stress me out some more. Maybe, maybe. But I, I feel like that's a for sure lock. Celtics win yeah. tonight, and we'll see about tomorrow. Hopefully, the Nuggets can go up three zero and. No team has ever come back from 3-0, so. No, sir, except for the Red Sox against the Yankees. That's true. Yankees suck. Look, cross sports. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for our episode today. We hope you all have a great basketball weekend. Maybe play some golf, too. And we'll see you on the flip side.